this episode, you get to meet Jennifer Fry, Steve we- Steve Fry's wife from uh, right after we graduated, who also came out to the Academy and acted as a den mother for several years for us. You guys are like this. So thanks for doing this. I uh, I know the folks that are listening uh, are going to go, what is a female doing with the spirit of 76? Yes, this was the last all-male Academy class. What's going on here? <laughs> or, well, not the last all-male, but the last one before any of the women showed up. Right. Yep, the '79 guys. I think they get the uh, the last uh, all male class. All class, but yeah. So tell tell us uh, first what what are you doing here? <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> you know what 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 got you on this uh, recording? How 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 do we know you and what are you what, what are you here for? Um, that was a question I didn't expect you to ask. No, nobody knows who you are. That's why I'm I'm trying oh, to. Oh well. Page for you. Um. I'm here because my husband was a member of the class of 76, but we had started dating as sophomores in high school. We are the quintessential high school sweethearts met in sixth grade. Uh, and we have been married since three days after y'all got your commissions. So uh, we just passed 45 years in June and just like to participate when I can. A lot of the stuff he does, I can't participate in he's working for the department of the air force and if he told me he'd have to kill me so <laughs> this is one way i can i can uh, participate and help out and encourage uh those who are looking at coming into the academy and into the into the service that it's it's a great life i can't complain we had some great assignments other assignments that others thought were crappy places to be stationed but we found great things everywhere we were stationed and so uh, encourage them to go through, get their education, get their commission. It's a great life. And to look at, always find the, the good thing in wherever you're stationed. There's, there's always something good. And so, uh, so that brings me to your first. Uh, so you guys met in sixth grade and you grew up together, obviously in the same town, right? Mm-hmm. And he figured out how to get you to come out to Colorado Springs when was that and what was that all about? That was uh, April of your sophomore year and he had proposed that Christmas before. So that's, that was my bottom line from coming out there. I, you know, wanted some more kind of a commitment from him than just for boyfriend, girlfriend. So I came out there in April after we were engaged at Christmas time. Cool. And then left at Christmas uh, senior year to come home back here and get ready for the wedding because we got married here. Yeah. On Saturday the fifth, after y'all graduated on Wednesday the second, you did. You didn't want to get married in Colorado. Come on, <laughs> not after all that. All Only because all it wouldn't have been the big family wedding that I had always dreamed of. Oh yeah, no, that makes total sense. So, what was your first? Uh, I mean, April in Colorado. What was that like? Um, it was. Uh, yeah, April in Colorado is a beautiful, beautiful time of year out there. I got a job. I. He had arranged an apartment and a roommate for me. Then she decided to move back home and I got my own apartment. So, and then his sister moved out there. And for the last year I was there, I lived with his his sister and I were roommates in another apartment. It was, it was interesting. I work at a bank downtown. And so I was worked eight to five most days and got some experience Got away from, you know, got some on my own time before I got married and moved into my husband's house. And um, which I probably wouldn't have been able to do as well if I'd stayed in the East Coast. And he, you know, went to 
the college here in town or Purdue, which he was all also accepted at. Uh, it, I think it was, it was a good move for a lot of reasons. Let me mature a little, uh, learn how to be on my own before I got married and started a family. Yeah. So did you, uh, did you have aspirations to go to college as well? No, I, um, I went to secretarial school after high school and, and Steve and I were in the same classes. We were in the, the academic track at our high school. I think there were a lot of people who were disappointed. I didn't decide to go to high school or to college out of high school, but I went to secretarial school and then I worked for three years. I worked in Colorado Springs. I worked at Lily headquarters uh, before I moved out there. And then when I came back, I, I went back and worked at Lily headquarters until I got married. So you had a car and you're very <laughs> popular with the squ- cadet squadron Pink <laughs> Panthers 36 because you had a legal car before we were allowed to have cars. Yes. How, how many miles did you have to put on driving us around like this, the then mother that you were? <laughs> I, I, that kind of number I can, I can never remember, but I was going to come up uh, whenever he had privilege to go off, off uh, base. Um, but I was working until five o'clock every day. So weekends, you know, did the, the football, home football games. I remember the one that was raining and cold and freezing. They've, sold out of coffee and hot chocolate and everything. And most of us were sitting towards the end zone because nobody <laughs> wanted to come to that particular football game. Um, I don't know. It was, I don't know, maybe 10, is it 10 miles up from Colorado Springs up to the Academy? So I think, yeah, your place, I think was about 10 miles. I know downtown was about 15. Well, I, at one point I lived down on Cascade Avenue, but you could just get right. I was really close to an exit and just get it on 25 and come up to the Academy too. So that was probably, and Maybe how much 10 miles. did you come up and see any of the intramurals or stuff? Or were you working every day? I was usually working with intramurals. So, because uh, it was a, you know, all day bank. I went in at eight and left at five and five thirty on, on Fridays. So. And that's that we were all, we were all tied up and everything until mm-hmm. dinner time yeah. or whatever. Well, that's cool. So, so did you, uh, <laughs> what was your, what was your, uh, impression of the the people that you ran into at the at the academy. You guys were a bunch of goofballs, really. <laughs> <laughs> Which I I mean I but see I grew up I have four brothers. Okay. So I grew up in I was the only girl until I was fourteen years old, and so I deal much better most of the time with men and boys than I do with girls and women. You know, uh, so it really didn't surprise me all that much. You were just like a bunch of my brothers. And uh, so that, I guess, between having four brothers and now I have three sons, <laughs> I was sort of trained to deal with the military. And then my dad was a bank examiner. So he left Monday morning and he came home Friday night. And so I grew up in a household with my mother was in charge and he was gone. He came he was somewhere in Pennsylvania, but he he was gone most of the time for the week. And uh, that was before cell phones and FaceTime. And, you know, he'd call Wednesday night to check in and be home Friday night. And I said, I was probably had the perfect growing up to be a pilot's wife and Air Force officer's wife. <laughs> okay. And Did deal it... with all you crazy guys at the academy. <laughs> okay. Did, and then the, before we leave the academy, did, or did we ever do anything or... Uh... Did we have any memorable antics that you, uh, that you care to share that, that you were aware of that we did? I think the um, the floor polisher and the 
aerosol can fires. <laughs> <laughs> the cocaine cannon and the and the mad buffers, right? <laughs> yeah. The pictures, because I wasn't allowed up to see any of that, you know. I couldn't get out of the car on the terrazzo level. Yeah. Yeah. I had to yeah. sit there and wait for someone to look out their window and go, oh, Steve's girlfriend's there. <laughs> There's Jennifer's downstairs. Mom's here. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Send, send Steve down. <laughs> Who needs a ride to town? <laughs> really? I've got three seats in the back. <laughs> 20 other guys come pouring in. I've, I've hauled a few. I, I remember the snowstorm of his his birthday uh, of junior year, the end of in February of junior year. Got a carload of you guys off, including him. And I think as soon as we went off base, they closed the base because of the snowstorm. Wow. And so you guys, there was a, I must have had 15 cadets in our, in our apartment, but you guys got up in the morning, went over to Kroger's and you got bacon and eggs and I don't know what else, <laughs> coffee and orange juice and made breakfast. And that Shot was nice to go to your, the night before, cut his fingers in the blender, making oh. margaritas or daiquiris. I'm not sure which. Oh yeah. I remember, <laughs> uh, I remember pouring, uh, I think it was nine guys in your VW Beetle. Was it a Beetle you had? No, it was a, a camper i like can't worry mm -hmm. we had nine guys in there and we went to see texas chainsaw massacre on his 21st birthday yeah that and was i didn't go thing and we get to the theater and everybody's freaking out this movie we're just laughing at everything <laughs> <laughs> making jokes and funny stuff about it all it's pretty that was that was a fairly memorable steve fry uh adventure for us <laughs> and and I, I should ask did you also go skiing with us uh, two or three times. Okay. Um, I'm, I am not an athletic person by any stretch of the imagination. I went more for the company, but I think the first time I went, I brought that bus. It had no heat. Yeah. By the time I got to wherever it was, and it was one of the further places, I was frozen. I was a popsicle. I oh was my. so cold. And then the one where a bunch of us went, Dave and Daniil got the, the big bedroom. <laughs> and i think that might have been veil vale. did we go to veil vale? i think i went skiing three times you probably went to a place near i don't know if we could afford veil vale, but if there were places around there that you could have we could get fairly good deals on uh-huh so yeah I, I went to i think three times i went skiing now when steve would get a break like spring break or thanksgiving or something did you stick around Oh yeah, I was working. Did he, he came home? Around? He he came home and he didn't stick around. No, he came home to see his family. <laughs> yeah, okay. So he's abandoning you to the Colorado winter. And <laughs> oh, that's great. Like I said, I, I that's you know, there are days I say I'm going to call the colonel and ask him when is when are you go on TDY again, you know, <laughs> Dick, especially Dick Bundy. Dick, isn't it time to send him somewhere? You know, he's driving me crazy. Take him and send him somewhere. So just to have a, like a weekend to just sort of chill, especially when I had my own little apartment. It was just a little uh, efficiency apartment right down on Cascade Avenue downtown. And I could just sort of chill and regroup and everything and not be running him out to the academy and making him supper and stuff. So every once in a while, a, a little bit of time alone was was fine with me. And and I remember also one other significant thing is whenever, whenever we would luck out and some girl would come visit, you would be a gracious hostess or, or at least a, uh, <laughs> a 
Airbnb kind of person to, to take <laughs> care of them. I, and I think that Steve and I have continued that with our kids too. Uh, you know, the kids knew they could always bring their friends to our house. My, my motto for that is snacks are cheaper than bail. <laughs> yes. And when they're in my house, I know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing in other people's houses. So I, I guess I just continue. We just continued that tradition of you open the house, what, you know, what's here. You're more than welcome to. It was nice that you guys replaced stuff if you ate it or drank it. <laughs> so, we did. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I'm yeah good. We weren't total train wrecks. That's good. No. <laughs> yeah. We, I think we were pretty good with money and, and stealing. We didn't want to do any, get in trouble with any of that stuff. So, yeah. So um, you guys get married mm-hmm. and you have a honeymoon that what I'm just curious, where, where'd you go? We went to Myrtle beach. Uh, Steve's mom had a trailer in storage down there. And so, a week after we were married, we drove down there. We were there all by ourselves for a week. And then David and Neil Connors joined us, overlapped for a week. And then they stayed another week at the campground. And we came home and got ready to pack up our stuff and move to Del Rio. And so how was how? So now we're going to go into the different bases and what you think. Mm-hmm. What I always my, I was a military kid, an Air Force brat growing up. So my mom always made the moves an adventure. No matter where we were going, no matter how terrified she was going from one place to the next, <laughs> she tried to sell it like an adventure and buy guidebooks and stuff. You know, get <laughs> get, us, get me all fired up. I, I was an only child, so that it, it was uh, pretty easy. So, uh, did Steve help you get excited about Del Rio? <laughs> <laughs> Think about that statement, John. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> you know, um, we were newly married. I knew it was for a year um and he he did get a pilot training slot an instructor pilot slot out of del rio but they were trying to the a new program and so we went from a year pilot training in del rio then we went to columbus mississippi for and that's where he taught t-37s so a year and you know it's not the end of the world but you can see the end of the world from del rio yeah but then the end of the world is columbus right (laughs) <laughs> well uh probably del rio is about as close as you can get Altus was you know up there I, and columbus was a nice nice town um we had our second baby in in columbus our first one was born in del rio we but we didn't for, we lived we had we bought a house and lived there for two years and then we sold it and moved on base but we had a nice little neighborhood what was uh, um, base housing like in uh, mississippi we were in a single. It was nice. It was it was nice housing. The best housing though is in Montgomery on Maxwell, when you're okay. a colonel and you're at Air War College. Okay. Yeah, we we had a huge, huge house next door to the our out, out the back was the officers club. Interesting. <laughs> yes. I I don't know if you know I I did junior high school in uh, Prattville. Ah. My dad was an instructor at SOS for three years and. Uh, Air Force Command and Staff College one year, and then he went to Vietnam for one year. So I actually lived in the Montgomery Prattville area for five years. Ah, we yeah we we were there for just a, a a year, just a year, and then he got assigned to Bowling as the Vice Commander of the Wing. Okay, and as we, he's packing up the stuff that we're moving, nine eleven happened. Yeah. So it was, that was a mess. That week was a mess. So after Mississippi, you go to New Jersey. Right. 
How was that? Flew, it was great. He flew the line. So um, the first year he was gone, came back or left on every birthday, anniversary, holiday. <laughs> but he brought good gifts back from, you know, Germany and Rhoda <laughs> and, and Nigeria, which he wouldn't bring me good gifts from the North 40 as he was plowing. So I was fine with it. And we were only four hours from our from home here. Okay. So I could pack the bo- two boys in the car, pick Jeremy up from kindergarten at four o'clock and drive into my parents' driveway at eight o'clock so the boys could watch the Dukes of Hazard with my dad. <laughs> there you go. It was great. Yeah. Saw so a lot of family those two and a half years. So this this uh, brings up a topic that I might be a little sensitive, but I want your perspective on it. And that is uh, how does an Air Force wife deal with a uh, aircraft accident that uh, occurs? Um, it's the first time he had it, he had because he had two emergency landings at, in New Jersey, um, yep. one right there. And the first one was in the Azores. And the ops officer called and said, he's fine. Everyone's fine. But he had an incident, you know, and, and he explained. And they actually, because it was the Azores and everybody at the Azores at the time had video cameras, they had a, a bunch of footage that they gathered for the accident investigation and they put it together and they made copies for anybody who wanted it. And to me, I was glad to know that those procedures that he studied in Altus and all those, you know, emergency procedures and everything, they actually worked. Yeah. So um, until the, and I made up my mind when I married him and he was going to the Air Force that until the squadron commander and the chaplain show up at my house, if it's not that bad, we'll get through it. That's that's, you know, that's the worst thing that could happen, that they're going to come and tell me that he's gone for. So yeah. he's, you know, yeah. so uh, that's that's how I looked at it. If, if they're not coming to tell me that news, if I don't see a chaplain out there. It, it's good. It's all good. And we'll figure, and he wasn't injured in either one of them. And Right. And, and I would think that in the aircraft he's flying, you don't have that that often. Well, there's been four or five and he's been on two of them. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying he, yeah, he's don't. the magnet for that stuff. But, the, but in general, that type of aircraft, they weren't, uh, the Mac airplanes right. were not right. having no. those kind of issues. So yeah, no. I just, I, I my, my, uh, aircraft was a little different. We had we had something happening almost every every month oh. <laughs> around the world, and the base got really fried there for a while. But um, I just curious. How, I just wanted to have your so your perspective is if the chaplain and the skipper aren't there, you're fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's my dad had a thing that carried in his wallet and said, "Decide what the worst that could happen is going to be, and how you you know." what what's the worst thing and make your peace with it figure it out and then everything else is gravy anything else that's not that bad is gravy and you can figure it out you'll get through it so that's just sort of how i was even brought up yeah no that's a that's a, i mean that's prepare for the worst or expect to expect the best but prepare for the worst you know right. <laughs> you, gotta, you don't want to get surprised and, and no get sideways so mcguire led you guys like you say to uh all Altus, which is in Oklahoma, and then eventually uh, DC, right? Yeah, he had, but he had a, a tour at Scott before oh, that's he right. went Illinois. to Altus. Illinois, and, and he was there for two and a half years. Spent some time in personnel, which was probably the best for his commander CV because he knew how the personnel system worked, and he knew how to help his people get their promotions and get their next jobs. He's, it's one of the, he sort of, 
once he learned the, the laws, then as they change them, he can just reconfigure and remembers it all. He's it's got an incredible way of just like he reconfigures that picture in his head. And he really worked to get his people the jobs they needed next, you know, the training they needed when he was a squadron commander, when he was the ops group commander. And uh, that's that was a very val valuable year and a half in personnel. So we were at Scott for a year and two and a half years. And then we went to Altus. He was a instructor pilot and an instructor. And, you know, he, he taught others to be instructor pilots. So, and that's Altus is a, is a good assignment when you have a family. Oh yeah. It's a very family oriented town. They were glad to have us there. Uh, good, good relationship with the town. Uh, it was a good school system. The first time we were there, made some good friends, had our third baby there. Cool. Uh, some some friends that uh, were still friends. Did uh, I'm I'm curious as you're talking. Did any of did how much input or how much influence do you think you had on what Steve chose to do as far as different assignments? My philosophy was all is always if he's happy, we're going to be happy. Okay. And if he thinks it's the, what he needs to do for his career, we support it at hundred percent. Cool. That's rare, folks. <laughs> <laughs> he and, would come home and say, "As Steve, you—it's your job. You have to do it. You know, we will—we'll we'll make it work." And and like I said, Altus is a great, great family and great people there in our squad. And the fifty-seven squadron is awesome. Uh, great people. Were there any assignments that you look back and go, Ugh, "Those weren't so red hot." No. Okay. I mean, it's, I mean, some of the bases, you know, people hear states and they think in their brain what they've seen on TV or whatever. But I, having been a military kid myself, I know that if you're if your parents are behind it, that almost anywhere you choose to live, no matter what's going on in that area, mm -hmm. it can be a great place. Well, he went to the first time he went to Altus. People were getting out rather than go to Altus. <laughs> but I think it was a lot of the single officers and it's a great family base. So we, like I said, we had the two kids at the time and um, just a great, as a, just a great place to be there three and a half years and get our kids through elementary school, have another baby. I was very active in the OWC and in the chapel Okay, so there we go. How about the? Uh, <laughs> oh, how about the, uh, the? We talked about moves. We talked about actions. We have, and we haven't really talked about schools much. What do you think of the schools as as you bounce around? Because that's a that's another uh, question for a lot of folks. What do you do with the kids in all the schools? Oh well, because the military just put a lot of money into this into the local economy, and so I found most of the time the schools were usually better than you would expect. The first time we were in Altus, the schools were really great. I don't know what happened when we went back three years later, it was, they weren't as good. And um, my, like my oldest son lost some of his tracking. He'd been doing really well. We were in uh, the Pentagon for two years and he was in North Springfield's schools and their Virginia schools are really great. Fairfax County schools are really great. He went there and basically repeated what he had just done in ninth grade uh, in 10th grade. And then he went back and he had lost it. You know, he's really lost two years 
of, of tracking and he really struggled. But uh, so I don't know what happened to the Alta schools. Things just went wonky in the three years we were gone. The only schools that I wasn't really thrilled with and I homeschooled for a year was the year we were bowling. In Maryland? They were not telling us they were good schools and Catholic school was so far away. So I I homeschooled for a year. And where were the younger ones? The other two were out in college already. And where is bowling again for folks? Washington. Yeah. D.C. So you can get good and bad all in the same general geographic area. Yeah. Yeah, I went to I went to high school in the Fairfax County system. My dad was at the Pentagon at the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I and I'd come from rural Alabama, and I got told I was too dumb to take any math class or anything, and I was one of the best students in Prattville. I was one of the best students in my Virginia school. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't. I think the I think the school is more a function of how the parents expect you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, homeschooling is is a can be a challenge, but if that's if that's what mom and dad say do, that's what you do. And we had, you know, we're in in the D.C. area, so history class. We went to Monticello, we went oh, yeah. to you know Mount Vernon. Um, so we did stuff like that. We could and down to the to the uh, title basis. When Jeremy, our oldest, was in high school, he was he actually was a German major in college, but they did one of the things they did was we went to the uh, Holocaust Museum. I, I chaperoned Mm. and um, that was just incredible. So when the two younger ones, when I homeschooled them, one of the things we did was we went to the Holocaust Museum. That's, that's something that you just can't, you know, you can't buy that, (laughs) that kind of experience. So we made it work. And then the other topic you mentioned that we we're gonna—I was gonna ask about—was you mentioned the wives' club. How is it being a junior officer's wife versus a senior officer's wife? Um, the first—I <laughs> you know, I didn't really get involved until the first, because I mean, we had Jeremy nine months after we were married, so I was a mother very early in his career. No, I understand. And, uh, I, I totally get it. I, I just want to hear what the. Uh, this is for the crowd. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't get too involved at first, you know, maybe at luncheons or something. And I had an extra neighbor in Columbus that watched my kids whenever I wanted her to. But uh, I guess I was more involved in squadron stuff until we got to Scott. And then I got more involved in the LWC there. I eventually, when we were back at Scott one year, I was the president of the LWC. Uh, I was really involved in Altus. Okay. Uh, I was, so, uh, and with the squadron and with the OWC. So, uh, it, you know, with the opportunity to do more, then there's more responsibility. But uh, it was, I enjoyed the experience, especially as a, as a, I guess, a senior officer's wife, that, because um, that's when I was more involved. The kids were in school, and so I could get out and do things. And when we were, at the Pentagon, and then when we were back at bowling, I was actually the chair of the um, Officers' Wives Club annual ball. It was a big fundraiser for the scholarship fund, and we raised $40,000 two years, and then the third year, we had to change it because we couldn't just use the Air Force Band for our ball anymore. You had to, so then we changed the sponsor and everything, and 
that, that was after I left it, it. They had to change it around, but it was uh, very elegant, very, I, I enjoyed that experience, had a great group of women I worked with and enjoyed it all. That's great. Did you think that your uh, exposure to a bunch of cadets in their formative years <laughs> helped <laughs> with some of the people you've met with down the road that later on? It probably did. I just never thought about it that way. <laughs> you, you, you've been the mom and, and, the, and the authority figure for a lot of folks over <laughs> the years. And you got your training with a bunch of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I got training with my brothers because uh, my dad was gone a lot. And the first, my first brother down is 14 months younger than I am. And then the second one was 14 months younger than he. So my mother had and when my second brother was 28 months old, she, you know, there's three kids and my dad's gone most of the you know, time. So yeah. uh, I was sort of junior mother from a very early age. <laughs> so I think it's just, I'm just used to telling men and boys what to do and how to do it. <laughs> so now, now I know that you've worked outside the home for a while too, right? Mm -hmm. Have you worked all the way through or how's that, how'd that go? I no, I didn't start working. I started volunteering at Columbus for with the Red Cross just to give myself some time. I didn't. Where did I start working? You didn't. You, you left the bank when you got married, right? Right. Well, then, I know when I yeah, I left the bank when I when I moved back home and I worked with uh, at Little right. at Little headquarters till I got married. Then I didn't work until when I was in New Jersey. I started back to college. Okay. And I started tutoring chemistry and grading. I started grading papers in the chemistry department and then I tutored chemistry and then we moved. Um, then I was a, an aerobics instructor in Illinois and I didn't work in Altus. Well, when we say you didn't work, you didn't have a job outside the house. I didn't you have had, a job outside the house. Yeah. Three kids and, and Steve to keep track of. Well, and then then we had a fourth. We had a daughter too. So, oh, uh, oh yeah, we had her when he was at Army Command and General Staff College at Leavenworth. <laughs> so I said, you know, he finally got it right. Um, so yeah, and and but I have there's nine years between our second child and our third child. So okay, I had some junior help. You know, they were. And they're really good. The older boys are really good with the two younger ones. The two younger ones adored their big brothers. The two younger ones were also really good snitches and really good <laughs> chaperones. <laughs> good. And uh, I just, I've had, you know, part-time jobs basically for my spending money. So I've taught aerobics. I've tutored. Now I play organ in three different Catholic churches. Wow. And uh, play a lot of funerals and play Sunday masses and Saturday night masses and He's a deacon, so we go to mass <laughs> when we're at mass. He's up front on the altar, and I'm at the top and back in the choir loft on Saturday but, nights. So, so he shared with us on his uh, deal that he was totally done with the Air Force, and he was home for about a year and a half, two years. And you told him to go get another job. <laughs> I told him he wasn't allowed to retire till he had a job. <laughs> so he found one um, working at the. We found we bought this house. And he was living in an apartment down there and he retired and went right into the civil service as a GS 15. And he commuted, it's a 200 mile round trip or 200 mile one way and commuted every weekend for 13, 14 years. Wow. And he retired from that and moved home and he was working uh, for the, our parish. And it just, it wasn't, he's, 
got more energy than any three people I know. He's the Energizer Bunny on speed. So yeah. he he's and a retired annuitant. He got a job in South Carolina with the with, with the army. He was on Shaw Air Force Base, and then but he has to have a, a waiver all the time because he's a retired annuitant. And then he got uh, it, so he's working basically term jobs, and he got one job that was up in in Arlington. So he moved up there and came home on the weekends. And then um, that ended early, but he had already started working from home part time. He he was and then when so he was already set up here when COVID hit. Okay. So uh, and my mother was declining, and so he started working from home full time most when I needed the help most because uh, she would fall and oh yeah uh, he was he very he's strong and just can pick her up as small as he is and as tiny as she was um it was just a, it was nice to have somebody else in the house I've got a couple of brothers and a sister and um they helped when they could but it was nice to have him in the house and and uh, he was a was a big help with my mother Covering and then he got the job he's in now. It's another contract job, another term job until next May. And I don't know what I'm going to do when I keep saying, if they offer you another <laughs> job, take it, honey. <laughs> Just take it. I, I run out. We've done some big projects now. And I don't know what I'm going to have him do when he's not working anymore for the Air Force. So so I know you're a proud mom. I am. I, and I know this is uh, probably off, off topic for everybody. But can, did you want to talk about your four offspring? Um, we have three boys and a girl. Our oldest son lives in Florida and he is a cook for two different restaurants. Our second son is, he sort of gravitated back to Scott. He and Jer Jeremy went to school in El the oldest in Illinois and Joel had done two years at Penn State. He had developed seizures and needed neurosurgery, which did not cure the seizures, but he landed back there and then uh, fell in love with a, a girl from O'Fallon who is also friends with daughters of friends of ours and they got married and they had they had their second little boy we have a six-year-old grandson and a one-year-old grandson wow that live out there and then our third son is a math professor in college he has a he works for a couple different colleges in New Jersey met a gorgeous girl uh in Philadelphia doing uh, some summer uh, programs. And uh, she is a chemistry and biology major. She teaches chemistry and biology in high school. And they are pregnant with our granddaughter who is due in April. Wow, and then my daughter is the youngest. She was the first married. She, uh, her situation, she met her husband in high school. They, he moved in here about six months after we moved back here. So they went through from seventh grade through high school, started dating as seniors. And uh, she went to art university of the arts in Philadelphia as a film editor and finished three years there. And then decided she really liked, she's an excellent romance language. She's a romance language sponge and she was teaching herself Japanese. And uh, so then she switched to Spanish and she's, got her degree in Spanish and she's working for an employment law firm in Philadelphia, uh, helping, especially with the Spanish. That's why they hired her because she's fluent in Spanish. Wow. And uh, she and her husband just by all the kids had their own houses and 
Um, they're just, we've got one, two, three grand dogs. <laughs> I think that's, I think we have a grand turtle. I think Colin has turtles too, <laughs> the six year old. So uh, they're just, uh, they're, they're just good people, all of, all of them and their spouses. And uh, I'm, I'm really proud of them. No, nobody wanted to go to the academy. No. Mom, mom talked them out of it. <laughs> I, they never they never expressed an interest. Yeah, we had the same thing in our house. The, the, our son was just no, no way did he want to go to a place where it was miserable all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think after Steve got through the first year, I think... Uh, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, dual year was probably his worst time. He was he was really you know the the snow and then far from home, and I think it hit him after Thanksgiving. And but I think once he finished his dual year, he really enjoyed it. I think well, he his a lot girlfriend of moved out to Colorado. That's true, but you know <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't a total social zero like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, Danielle was up in Fort, in Fort Collins. Huh? Danielle uh, Connors was up in okay, Fort well, Collins. Okay, yeah, sure. Dave was also probably a happy guy. <laughs> a lot I, of us were like... I don't know. They they were Del Rio with us. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'll say on this interview. <laughs> that's, yeah. another, that's a topic for another time. That's a, that's a different uh, talk show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like Jerry Springer. <laughs> Well, well, Jennifer, thanks for doing this. I, uh...